Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash cultural stew. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Cultural Stew Podcast, coming to you from the Goat Factory Media Entertainment Studios. We are your cultural media recommendation podcast, giving you our take on what we think is worth carving your time out for, and also what we think you can pass on and maybe go cut that lawn instead. Warning, we use adult language, and there may be spoilers ahead. Hello and welcome to episode 25 for the week of December 16th, 2018. I am your host, Ron Herkins Jr., and I am here with my co-host... Anthony Carter. Valerie Vidmar. Hello. How is everyone today? Not bad. (laughs) Are we we being honest or are we just doing the radio answer? The radio answer. What's the radio answer? Not bad. Doing so well today. Doing well. Just like I hope our audience is doing well. Um... I did not have a chance to even think of a song that would wrap up the last couple of weeks since we've been gone, but you are a mean one, Mr. Grinch, would probably sum up most of it for me. <laughs> oh, I, I, uh, the, f- I was going to do an album, the Magnolia album, Amy Mann's oh, song. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Is kind of how I feel this week. Oh. I didn't, I'm not familiar with it. Really? No. Yeah. You should listen to it. Is it my kind of music, though? I don't know. No. It <laughs> I don't think it would it's be. It's a lyric. It's definitely lyric-based. Maybe, man. Paul based the whole film around her songs. And, yeah. So, it's not bad. I mean, it's a good... You're talking about it's the Magnolia soundtrack? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Got it. You? Um, Not a Lot Going On by Norde Venezuela. Not a lot going on. Yeah. Is it ironic? Kind of. It's the theme song to Corner Gas, which I'll talk to you about later, mm. but it's kind of, yeah. I saw that on there. Uh, it feels really silly. Well, it's been a couple of weeks since uh, we got together, so uh, we're going to go in to talk about some of the news for the last couple of weeks, go into our recommendations of the week. I think we've got Valerie's doing Sound of Music, going reaching back into the classic vaults. I am. Uh, Anthony has... Walt. Uh, Walt Disney documentary and I'm going to go with Aquaman which hasn't even been officially released yet it has it overseas but we got a sneak preview last night so it was kind of cool um, and then we're going to go into today's stew which what would be the best summary <laughs> I put questionable films of our youth I don't know if films that summarizes t- it films and TV because okay. I was just thinking about okay. some TV um and that'll roll into our media and then wrap it up with what's on our radar and what's on our queue and see how many shows I've watched the last couple weeks and movies and whatnot. Uh, into the news we care about. Anthony. Uh, so first up, we have Bernardo Bertolucci died recently. Um, I think it was last week or so. Or this And for those of us who were not. He's the Oscar-winning director of The Last Emperor, the film about the Chinese emperor who was born in the palace and all around him in the outside world was changing and he stayed, his palace stayed the same until they forced him out and sent him in exile. Um, I saw that film a long time ago, like when I was young. So, 
Um, it was very long, but as a kid, I didn't realize how long it was until I was an adult. And like, wow, this was very long. Kind of like uh, Ten Commandments, Cecil DeMille's version, the Charles Huston version, not a short, silent Did version. it bother you that it was long when you were little? No, I, just, I was captivated by it. I was so. too. But as an adult, I'm like, wow, this is like, <laughs> I got to split this up and do it in different days because I have things to do. And, um, but yeah, that was sad to hear. He also did The Last Tango in Paris with Marlon Brando and that whole controversy with Marlon. And Talk him. about That's boring. Yeah. So uh, that was kind of sad to hear. Um, he was 77. Um, I'll tie into Corner Gas, like I did, said earlier. Corner Gas is all over Amazon Prime. Um, Gabrielle, one of the lead actresses in the show, who plays uh, Lacey, announced on Instagram that Corner Gas is on Amazon Prime, U.S. and Canada, and around the world. Corner Gas is one of my favorite Canadian sitcoms of all time. It's one sitcom I could actually watch with my daughter, and it wouldn't be vulgar or have anything bad in it. It's just clean family Good. humor. It was on TBS for a while, and then TBS took it off because the movie came out two or so years ago. Um, I like Canadian humor. It's kind of English humor. but Is there like a storyline? Um, basically, uh, Corner Gas is the story of a, a man uh, who has a gas station, Brent, who owns a gas station, and his father lives across the street from the gas station, still micromanaging from a distance, and his best friend, who's not really as bright, the um, shop associate uh, who uh, has smart comments. Lacey, who owns the diner next door to the gas station, who comes in from Toronto. and basically, It takes place in uh, Saskatchewan, a smaller rural community. And she comes in from Toronto and brings all these new ideas to the restaurant. And these small town folk are not really up with that. So we have seven seasons of her trying to get them to evolve and change. And Brent's hip to that, but still stuck in his small town ways and... It's interesting. It's a lot of um, observational humor slash physical comedy and just wit, and I like that. It's based on Brent's stand-up routine, too, so it's kind of like Seinfeld, but this is a lot cleaner and more family-oriented. Cool. Hmm. That's nice. Uh, some news I saw was, uh, the, I always I always, always want to call him Ronald Dahl. It's Roald yes. Dahl. Roald they're making a Netflix is making a animated series based on his works. This will be interesting. So we'll get a new Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Could be terrifying. Could be good. I mean, could be good and terrifying. Yeah. Hmm. It'd be interesting. It's it's definitely for a certain genre. I mean, it's like a certain type of person or kid. Demographic, you mean? Yeah. Like uh, my friend Courtney's daughter. This one's for the quirky kids. Grabbed onto it. Um, and I think Zoe kind of it freaked her out. Mm. Yeah. Because he did um, Coraline, correct? No, that was Neil Gaiman. Oh, see, I'm getting those. I hate to say that, that I got them confused. But um, he did another one. She freaked out about. Give me the name again. I didn't quite hear the name. Roll Dahl. Oh, that's Dahl. Big Friendly Giant just came out. That's Spielberg. Did he do that? Yeah. And yeah, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. There's Willy Wonka with Johnny Depp, which was kind of creepy. Yeah, uh, creepy. Yeah, there aren't that many adaptations of his. So you got Matilda, the Witches, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Matilda. the BFG, the Twits, Boy, James and the Giant Peach. Mm-hmm. What else we got? See, I like James. Fox. Uh, Matilda scared uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox Wes Anderson yeah. George's Marvelous something Matilda did not so. look for us 93 version with uh, Charlie and the Great Glass Lamb to the Slaughter no 
That's Eisenberg's sister, though. Is that something else? I'm talking about the one, yeah, that came out with Hilda with the little girl with the little bang. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Jesse Eisenberg's little sister. Yeah, she was in the Pepsi commercials in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Didn't know. It's Haley. Haley Eisenberg? Yeah. I think. I haven't seen well, her in a while. That would be very interesting. So, yeah, that was something that came out right after we recorded the last show. Um, the cast of The Mandalorian, the new Star Wars uh, show that's going to debut is getting huge and talented um they're bringing in like um uh it was a giancarlo i would forget his last name from breaking bad mm-hmm. um and then let's see carl weathers is in it i think uh nick nolte yes i think he's in it um uh, being directed by john favreau i mean it's just hmm. it's gonna be i mean disney's got the money to really go all out and actually make this good so i'm i'm Really interested to to look to see what they're gonna do, but um, we're still we're just under a year away from Disney's streaming platform finally being launched. But how do you feel about that? I feel absolutely fine about it. Okay, it should be September, and I'm looking forward to it. Okay, don't mind your next piece of news set me off to <coughs> oh, I. Yeah. I so I, I think it was Got the so day pissed. after we recorded I was is so when pissed. this news broke because I we think we had just gotten finished talking about Daredevil season two being or season three being released and getting great reviews, getting great reviews. And then it was announced that it was canceled. And I freaked out. I thought it was a joke at first. Can somebody give me a reason why? <clears throat> well, from what I have read, it is about finances and returns. And apparently they're saying it's costing too much for them to produce it and not a lot of people are watching it. I thought it was. And the rights to bring it back for another year. Um, So there's a little bit of push and tug here. I think there's some more behind-the-scenes stuff that's going on. But this news was followed up about how it's so expensive for these shows and then they give $130 million to have friends be right, the right, season. Right, right, right. That pissed me off. Me that pissed me off too. And I'm just like, It's I, been out for how long? Go out and buy the DVDs. Right. I always said, um, yeah. Or borrow something them from that, the library. Something that came up in the last day or so, it was either Thursday or Friday, was that there's something in the contracts that a show has to be off of net or a, in re- in re- yeah. in regarding the Marvel Netflix shows, they have to be off of the, their service for two years before they can be started up on Disney service or they can use any of those characters. So I think this is a long play that if they remove them off now, then... We'll see it again. We might see it as a reboot. It won't be the continuation of these. It won't be these same characters. But It they won't will, be the same actors? I doubt it. Are you kidding me? No. So Charlie Cox is gone. The, the, half of these people were struggling with trying to get. That's why our other seasons were so weird. Was trying to get them lined up and see. This is like the only. This is like my tie-in and understanding of your Marvel universe and how passionate you can get yeah. is this show. Um, so with that timing, if you're looking at two years, that would put it a year after Marvel's or after Disney's. Uh, streaming service launches. I would be really appreciative. Which would make sense to me. Right. If everyone just stopped watching Friends and go to your local oh, library yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and rent and just 
get them for free because you don't have to have Netflix to watch Friends, people. Gates Public Library has Friends. I only know that because I was borrowing girls. Penfield, from, Penfield yeah, has so, it. But you know what's easier than going to the library? Pulling up Netflix and Do you know play. what's cheaper? Library. It's free. Library. Hey. Gas. If you're already paying for it, does don't. it matter? Mm. Uh. Answer, if you're already paying for a subscription and it's on there... Honestly, is it cheaper? This goes back to our earlier discussion about this, where I said I'd rather have a DVD so I can watch the behind-the-scenes featurettes and learn things rather than just have the Boom. actual Then for you, episode. those are out there. Right, yeah. they but are. For those of us who like to have on-demand things, they're there. Am I one of those people that is going to sit there and watch Friends? Absolutely not. But it's a service. And it's out pay- there. You're paying the actors more money, too. They're getting more residuals now. It's because so of it. and they don't. They made Jennifer so much money anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, so in follow-up to the Daredevil, that leaves only two shows that are left on Netflix in terms of the Marvel Netflix, and that is Jessica Jones, okay. which is still confirmed for uh, another season, and Punisher Two, which just kind of slyly got announced as, "Hey, there's a new series or a new season coming out in January." Those. I don't mind those. I'd but watch those. They're also presumably going to be the last. Do you want to call it? If you're gonna, if you're gonna cancel. Luke Cage and Daredevil, and Daredevil after its best season, you're definitely going to be canceling didn't, the didn't, other two. Wasn't like Daredevil the number one watched Marvel show know. two years ago? We don't know. It was. Netflix doesn't release their... It was. We can like think it was. I feel that I guess I we can We can feel that it was, but we will never know because People, they do I not find release that, their... I'm going to post it on there. That doesn't really matter now. Netflix sad. has definitely made a habit, and that's why, um, and that's why a lot of people have been pulling them off to their own streaming sites. Is because they have not been able to see how much they're actually doing. So that's yeah, that's some of that. Well, I was going to say that. I mean, I know that this is probably to your discontent, but uh, <laughs> it looks like uh, Broadway's. To Kill a Mockingbird is doing rather well. And uh, as Jeff Daniels, it was written the by Aaron, Aaron Sorkin. Sorkin. I know he's not Wait, your guy. Sorkin wrote the... Uh, he rewrote the... For, okay. So 220 words coming up. Okay. Interesting. Anyway, the very well so far. And Jeff Daniels is... Uh, yeah, they did, they did a great job. And they have a really nice write-up uh, in... Playbill and also Speaking of Broadway um, Network just got extended. Yes. With Brian Cranston. I think that got extended another 90 days or something like that. It's a good show. I I saw clips of it. So it's a good presentation, good stage. So um, but yeah, Aaron's a good playwright too. I mean, he originally was a playwright. So I give him that, but it's his, you know, Jeff is a good actor too. It's just I rarely see Jeff in anything good, but this is something that I heard. You he, rarely see Jeff in anything not, good. He's. Did you ever see? I have the newsroom. I no. Besides that, God, I mean, before no that, kidding. I'm uh, saying he's gotten serious lately. It makes me happy. But before then, he was just doing stuff. And like, why are we not? Yeah. You can give me the huge eye roll, both of you, but that's okay. Um, Inside Actor Studio. Did you ever see him on Inside Actor Studio? He was fantastic. I Inside probably that. did. I watched so many episodes yeah. of that. They all just kind of meld together. Why don't they have? James is retiring too, isn't he? Yeah. Why? Why isn't that on Netflix? Why YouTube. can't we? Every episode no, on YouTube. No, they're not. Either. Not what I. I can't find them. I was watching episode after episode on YouTube. When? 
like a couple months ago. I don't, I can't find them. I've been trying to. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I'm waiting for him to come out with some insane, I don't know what he's going to do, but he needs to put them out because I could watch that all day and I used to. It's funny to me after all these years, every time somebody says Jeff Daniels, the first thing that pops into my head is him sitting behind Jim Carrey on the scooter. Yes. Yeah. And see, that's crap. It is. The guy did but some good work. It, it, He's done some good work. Yeah. But that was, that's the image that's been burned in my head of Jeff Daniels, despite good work. Well, that's not, Jim still Carrey like too. Huh? Jim Carrey's there too. And he's a good actor. Yeah. But that's not the image of Jim Carrey that's burned into my head. What is? Pet detective? Pet detective. Do not go in there. Yeah. And that's mainly because like my best friend at the time like looked like him to a T, dressed up like him, had the hair and everything, and was like very animated and facially. So there was like a huge connection between like the two of those, but yeah, <laughs> it was definitely Ace Ventura of Jim Carrey is burned in my head. Unfortunately Jeff Daniels <clears throat> had a re- like he needed to he was flap for me for a long time. You have flap is he was in terms of endearment. Oh, okay. Total ass. And uh, so he was flat for a long time. So he had to um, come out of that character. And then I believe, am I wrong to say that he was in arachnophobia? No, I think you're right. I okay. And then a... I was like, what? And then um, I think. That was a shitty movie. <laughs> that was shitty and terrifying. I'm sorry. They first said it was a comedy and then it was a horror movie. It was on, it was on something as It's we were, horrible. Um, um, it was on something as I was flipping the channels a couple months ago and I just had, I s- watched it for maybe five minutes and I'm just like, it's <laughs> such a bad movie. <laughs> it was just bad. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, what else news we got here? <clears throat> Somebody put Stallone. I didn't. Not I. Yes, that was me. So. Uh, Stallone has announced that he's no longer making any more Rocky movies that he's going to be in. That doesn't mean that the Creed franchise isn't going to keep going on, but he said he's done. Um, An interesting thing I noted was that in this film, he's 72 years old Mm -hmm. in real life, and he's older than Meredith Burgess was during the first Rocky. That's amazing. And I always like, when you think of the first Rocky and you think of Meredith Burgess, I'm like, he's that old craggy guy. And like... Wow, he's younger than what Stallone is right now. That's and crazy. It's uh, was it eight films, eight films, nine films now that this is this has gone on. I'm just gonna say I always say it when I hear Rocky, but just go online and read the story about how Rocky got made. It's, mm-hmm. it's a great, great story, and it says a lot about Stallone. Didn't they make a film based on the guy who he was inspired to make Rocky about in the first place? Didn't they make a? I think I heard that that uh, someone someone has dramatized the inspiration for Rocky. So the guy who inspired Stallone to write Rocky, they made a film about his whole. I didn't know career. that there was somebody who inspired him to write Rocky. Yeah, he was watching him fight, and then he said, "I should make a film about boxing." And really, that. And also, every time I think about, um, yeah. Burgess, I think of Grumpier Old Men 1 and 2. So Grumpy Old Men and Grumpier Old Men because he's playing um, John Lennon and Lemon's father. So hmm. it's just that's the image of my head, not of Mickey, but of the cranky old father with the... God, he had been in his 80s then, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, sex jokes and sex puns and just 
Loudmouth. Okay. Yeah, I don't even remember him in that movie. I only watched those once. When I, I didn't younger. watch him. Um, and one last thing on Stallone, Rambo The Last Blood has wrapped. Oh, so when do we expect to come out? Next year, I think. Okay. It just fa- it's the last blood. My mind, yeah, that's, that's the, what they the last blood. Well, the the first one was Rambo: The First Blood. That's fine. Yeah, and this is the last blood. It's funny because so, thing or two coming out too. So, just, but I'm just it, like, uh, he was old <laughs> in the last Rambo. He's gonna be really old in this Rambo. But alrighty. So that's all the news I had. It looks like we had one more on here. Did we? Mm-hmm. Wait, we did. Uh-huh. Underneath to kill a mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Oh. I just thought this was interesting. I don't know. The theaters uh, were breaking the box office record in 2018 that the domestic office just hit $11 billion earlier this week. Um, with the weekend that was still, we still have weekends to go. And uh, we have, they might reach $12 billion. Uh, The record at the last was $11.4 billion, which is in 2016. So... Yeah, we have what um, Black three Panther, huge movies still to come out this year. Black Panther started it off, I think. I believe it was what I read that they that they, not started off, but they gave it the big boost. And then we have uh, Infinity War, and yeah, yeah, we have those guys. And then we have uh, I don't know how well Mary will do, Mary Poppins, but we. No, have, I think it'll do. It's primed for. I already have uh, kids and grandmas, and our tickets are already bought. <laughs> we I have. <clears throat> a lot of I think we discussed this the last show. Yeah, a lot to about. Did you confirm that they're not in IMAX? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not in IMAX. But you, yeah, they're not in IMAX. Okay. All right. Uh, a couple trailers came out in the last couple weeks. Um, the biggest one has to be Avengers Endgame. Yes. Um, so that's Avengers 4. And right before that was Captain Marvel's second trailer, which expands a little bit more about what Captain Marvel is. Um, so there's the uh, the superhero ones. What else have we got? Oh, I'll go first. Um, <clears throat> Ron shared with me on our little chat network about fighting with my family, which is the Paige biopic. For anyone who knows Paige or doesn't know Paige, you should probably watch it. It's entertaining. Um, it basically talks about how Paige became... Well, how she got into wrestling in the first place and how she got to where she is now. Um, at, well, for the longest time, I thought this film wouldn't be made because, you know, Paige was in trouble with WWE and her ex-boyfriend were having issues and whatnot. But she's returned with, and they've opened her arms and they love her. We love her. I love her. So it's by Dwayne Johnson or The Rock as executive producing it. Mm-hmm. He's actually has a couple cameo appearances in the film playing and himself. Him and you got John, uh, not John Favreau, um... The other one from Swingers. Uh, Vince Vaughn. Is Vince Vaughn. Uh, Nick Frost. Yes. Um, and this is um, written directed by Stephen Merchants, who was the co-creator of The Office, the BBC version. And he's done a couple other things since, which means that we're in good hands because Stephen is a great writer. Um, his directing I haven't seen that much of, but if he's behind the pen, then I'm trusting it'll be a good flick. Yeah. Me. It, I enjoyed the trailer. It looked good. It did. Wasn't it toward yeah. the top? It's most, very, most wrestling stuff don't look very entertaining. Yeah, I think it started with that. Was it, um, Putting the link would be awesome right after you I'll, I'll link you. Okay. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Arquette. Made a, David ready, Arquette. Yeah, that wrestling film started off my bad taste with wrestling films. But then the wrestler came out with, uh, I'm dropping his Mickey. name now. 
Mickey Rourke. Uh, Mickey Rourke came out, changed my mind on wrestling films. So two different styles of genres, but still so much better. And I had a taste <laughs> in my mouth for wrestling films. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then we have, um, so there's a lot of people who don't like musicals. You know, that's your loss, not mine. But uh, Les Mis is coming out. Les Miserables by the BBC is having a talkie version. Les Miserables. I don't want to Five do part. <laughs> Five part. I don't this mind it. It's going to be like 10 hours long. And it should be. It's a long story. We don't need to cut anything. I agree. Yeah. The book is huge. Let no it, let's let him do it. Let it breathe. Um, we <laughs> have uh, Dominic West. When is this happening? Uh, I think it's either before Christmas or after. But it's probably after. I would say the trailer was just uh, Released. Was a week ago. Yeah. Okay. So we have Dominic West is playing Jean Valjean. We have David Oyel Owo. I can't pronounce his name. If I can say my Sure. Life. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lily Collins is playing Fatine. But a lot of colorblind, you know, diversity casting in this, which is awesome. So it's great to see that we have a talkie version as well. We can go past the TV versions and get past the Liam Neeson version, which was still good because we had um, Liam Neeson and and Uma Thurman. And uh, uh, that was it? good. Uh, I like the music. Um, what's his name? Okay. What's his name? He was in the King's Speech. I, I should know his name because he was Firth? in Saad yeah, Marat. Colin. It was Colin Firth. Wasn't Colin. It? They played opposite him. He was the oh, Australian uh, doctor who helped him with the speech. I should know his name because he was also in. Uh, it'll come to me. Sorry. I should know his name. But a good actor all around. So, Name Is by BBC is coming out. Long epic, but you should watch it if you don't like musicals. But you should watch the musical, not the movie musical, but just the musical. This on is stage. a musical. This correct. is the talkie version. No the, singing. The talkie. This is the five part. Go ahead and try we to talk. read. My, I, one of my, um, my friend Angie got me a very, very, very old copy of Victor's book. And it's, I have it in like, I don't even know how to keep it. So it's in like Ziploc bag with like paper, like paper around it and it's falling apart, but she found it in an old bookstore. So pretty cool. It's very, rather large. So you could try to read it before it starts, but I doubt you'll finish. Unless you speed read. Um, oh, I can't do that. I'm getting the guy's name now because it's going to bother me. But um, so also in trailer news, we have at Eternity's Gate, a Julian Schnabel film. He did the diving bell and the butterfly. But back to Eternity's Gate. This is about Vincent van Gogh, who is the famous painter who I love. Dutch pronunciation. Um, oh. William Dafoe is in it. Rupert Friend is in it. And Mads, who is another one of my favorite actors, Mad Mickelson, who is in Marvel films or film. He played uh, the adversary antagonist in Doctor Strange. Really? Yes. Dutch. The Dutch is Gogh? Gogh, yeah. So, okay. um, I'm sorry. I just learned something. Learned that from uh, Doctor Who. Um, so, uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, uh, I'm really excited about this because it's been forever since we've had a film about Van Gogh, not just in passing, but he's actually on screen. And funny thing is, William Dafoe is ageless, but he's old, not be ageist, but he's playing a young Van Gogh and he looks the part. He has the intensity and the cinematography and everything just looks beautiful and very awesome. I'm captivated. I put it on my wall on Facebook. In case you're following me on Facebook. And uh, I'm just all around excited about this because Van Gogh is one of my favorite artists and I just want to see him manifested in real life. And I'm glad that Defoe is playing him because I think he has that vulnerability. Um, Defoe has been in a lot of Wes Anderson films lately. I think he's one of his favorite people now. So he's been popping up here and there and doing things and 
He was also in Spider-Man. He played the Green Goblin, which is kind of creepy <laughs> with uh, Tobey Maguire. But uh, still good. Um, there's that. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. How about you, Valerie? I was looking. Um, there was there were some that were just out there that kind of caught my eye. So the party's just beginning, uh, which I'd never even heard of. So, but I'm living in a cave practically. So, uh, it's coming out December seventh, which already came out. Then came out. So, I, yeah, Karen Gillian, and uh, she directed it, but she's also in it. And it's a British American comedy drama written. Gosh, it was yeah, written and directed by her. Um. When you watch the preview, it's sort of like a seems like a coming of age thing that seems a little out of control, but it, it looked interesting to me. So I would just watch the the um, trailer and take a look at it and see what you think because I don't know it popped out at me for some reason. Um, it's got Lee Pace in it, and Perfect Strangers looked interesting to me. I don't know why. Um, I mean, I do know why, obviously, I put it on here, but I'm just saying uh, that it um, was so it, weird. Any relation to the sitcom? No. No. Um, was it Bal- Balco? Balsy? Balsy? I think that was his name. Serge. Balky. Um, That's the one that they think is dead or something. No. Is he? No, it it was in a movie that he was dead. Oh, oh it was. Uh, never mind. It was in the movie, the show, the show that um, people were left behind. Not left behind. Not the not the religious left behind, but the one. The one hundred or something like that. No, no. Uh, has the guy that used to be married to Jennifer Aniston. Okay. Anyway, he was really good. So um, this show um, is coming out February eleventh. Holy shoot. Jeffrey Rush is his name, by the way. That's what Can I, was I just about. tell you that um, when I did this, I was very tired. That came out. I think I should probably step away from the mic. <laughs> um, because that one, why don't you look it up and watch it? Because it came out in 2016. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it looked really interesting. Is never look away something that came out is coming out and then I I that I my right. God I um I have, I'll let you research your links I here. I've looked for I a couple uh, seconds. I I was, that's this year you're fine. Thank you. That one looked very interesting. Um I this has been kind of a crazy little week here, but uh that one yes thank you. This did come out uh in November thirtieth. Uh, and two German s- students falling in love, and it, it is, I believe, a foreign flick. It's, yeah, about an artist, and I think you should look at look at that. Up. I mean, I'm really doing a horrible job, but never look away. Take a look at it, see what you think, watch the re- the preview, and then um, I'll hand it off to somebody else who knows what they're talking about. But Godzilla did look cool. Perfect Strangers. So it's 2018. That Perfectos one is, Why am I saying 2016? January 11th, 2018. Hmm. 
I feel like. Yeah, U.S. release, January 11th. It's a Spanish. Yeah, it looked cool. It looked, you know what it is? This is what's weird. It's a dinner party. Everybody puts their um, their phones on the table, and everybody sits around. And whosoever phone goes off or gets a text or whatever, you have to pick it up, put it on speaker, or you have to read it to the entire table. And so whatever happens happens, and it just turns into this huge crazy thing. And I just thought, I don't know, hmm. it looked interesting. That's the type of movie that I would watch. Sounds foreign. Is it a foreign film or American film? It's foreign. Yeah, okay. it was a like, Spanish film. Okay. I just thought it looked kind of cool. Anyway. Good. I'm not um, that crazy. Thank you. Yeah, so the other ones that stuck out to me, uh, Godzilla 2 came out with a new trailer with uh, the big bads fighting each other. That was kind of fun <laughs> and cool. Um, I'm not a big fan, but for those who are, Downton Abbey got a preview trailer, and in that it said the full trailer is coming soon. So Thanks. People will be able to see that. Um, I mean, I'm happy, but... Disney Pixar uh, released their... Um, next one that they're going to be doing is going to be Onward. Um, haven't released a trailer for it, but they kind of released the, uh, I think it's got Chris Pratt, Julia. Onward? L- Onward is the name of it, yeah. Julia Louise Dreyfus and Chris Pratt and somebody else was the, the top three. It's already on there. It is? Yeah, look above. And then the other one that I'm excited for is the Luther season five with Idris Elba got a trailer and that's coming out around Christmas. I heard so. that's really good. Oh, I, it's a great show. I and just, it's short episodes. So it's like four episodes a season. Really? Yeah. I, uh, my mother-in-law really loves that show. Yeah. It's Idris Elba. I mean, and seeing him just, he, he gets mentally torn apart. So it's like, it's fun to watch him like nervous breakdown. It's good. I like it. Okay. Highly recommend it. So, well, that is our news and trailers. Roll into the recommendation list. Anthony. So, um, we were talking about, you know, child-friendly stuff and stuff you would watch as a kid versus watching with your kid and that kind of thing. At least I was thinking about that a lot. So, my daughter and I watched Walt Disney, The Man Behind the Myth. Um it's an hour and 45 minutes, so she kind of got drifty, which means she was kind of walking around and pacing and singing to herself throughout it, but it kind of kept my attention. Um, I read a lot about Walt Disney growing up because I was a Disney kid. Um, Zoe, Zoe's birthday is the same birthday, December 5th. Hmm. Just a little throwing out there. And I think he died um, so many years ago, 1966, yesterday, I believe. In 1966? Yeah, I think okay. so. Um, but the film is pretty good. It's interesting. It goes more in depth. It kind of, at the end, you realize that his uh, daughter helped produce the film. So that's why some things are sanitized and not really talked about. Like, I know the whole Mary Poppins thing was kind of glossed over in a nice, fantastical way, even though it didn't go down the way that it went down in the movie, um, Saving Mr. Banks, as well as... Did you like Saving Mr. Banks? I liked the screenplay. I didn't like the execution. And I liked okay. Tom Hanks a lot and okay. Emma Thompson. Um, I just feel like they could have really told more of the truth. And I it, wanted to see this movie. There's also... It's on YouTube, too. It's on Netflix, for sure, but YouTube has a streaming of it as well. There's another one about... Walt Before Disney or yes. something like that. That's on Netflix as well. Did you see that? I have seen that one, yeah. And do you recommend that one? That's a dramatization, so it's more... It's a narrative that's right. more realistic, but it, it's still kind of sanitized to me. Is so, it? Do you think... What is it rated? I think it's like PG. It's not that bad. I mean, I'm not going to make it PG-13 or R about the man who created Mickey Mouse. But um, 
It's not bad. I mean, I <laughs> I really wish that, I mean, they kind of glossed over a little bit more too about the fact that there's a strike going on at his company and how he kind of left it to the hands of the arbitrator and he was anti-communist and things like that. And they touched on it, but they didn't really hit it. I mean, he was on a panel with Ronald Reagan going against communism and things like that. And um, he's an interesting man. I'll give him that, reading it and watching a lot about him. But I just, I would recommend it if you're curious about Walt Disney, you want to go more in depth and you want to see who he was. But the ending is going to throw a punch at you saying, oh, well, this is your daughter talking about you, so everything's going to be fine. So that's the spoiler alert for you that it's going to be kind to him and not really dig into him and talk about the man. Some people do say, and they do mention that he was stern and hard, and but that's Steve Jobs and that's Lasseter right there in your face. Men who create these companies, you know, not by themselves, but they're the face of the company. They become quotation marks, air marks, monsters. But the film doesn't really get into that angle. It just talks about his processes and the struggle he had and how he discovered what he wanted to do. So it's an hour and 45 minutes, so it's not that long. Uh, my daughter was captivated by watching the cartoons and the singing song moments and that kind of thing and hearing people talk about him. And I would recommend it if you have time. Um, that's my recommendation for the week, I guess. Cool. Um, I had the opportunity to go see Aquaman. Um, a little bit earlier than it's released. It's supposed to be released on the 21st. Okay. Um, Amazon Prime put out a special like, hey, if you're a Prime member, you can buy tickets early for if it's playing in one of your theaters. And I missed it. I saw that, but I didn't do it. Our, I didn't even see it. I've never, I'm, you have to every, send text messages. Every Regal in our area and the AMC where I was, Sorry, AMC had three theaters running it at 7 o'clock. And I lucked out because I was able to also use my uh, rewards. So it was completely free for me. <laughs> they recognized it through the, the system. So uh, so first of all, cool. let me let me state I love Jason Moma as Aquaman. Okay. Um, I have from the moment I saw him as it, he just brings a little bit uh, roughness, coarseness to the to role. Okay. As opposed to the, you know, the, the true on comic form of Aquaman, um, this it just feels better to me. Okay. Um, the movie as a whole, um, if I hadn't known that this was by James Bond, I would have never have known it was by James Bond. It is definitely not have his feel. Okay. For somebody who does a lot of horror type films, James, um, and he also recently just did. Uh, Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it was interesting that he was the choice to direct this. Um, there was a lot of levity, a lot of fun in the film. Um, aside from uh, Jason, you've got Amber Heard as Mira. you got William Defoe pops up as one of the advisors. you got Patrick Wilson as his stepbrother. You've got Nicole Kidman as his mother. Um and you got um, Dolph Lundgren as Amber Heard's father. You're kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that threw me for a loop. I'm like, I knew Dolph was in the movie. I just, when I saw him, I was just like, oh. What color is Nicole's hair? Like silver white. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It. Um, and the music was by Rupert Gregson Williams. So the good, it was fun. It was lighthearted. It is a lot of what, the DC universe hasn't been. And 
I don't know if it's a good thing, but <laughs> in terms of it fits Jason style. Jason is a very um, hearty, laughy type guy. Um, there's a show on Netflix called Frontier. It doesn't get a lot of um, great reviews, but I've watched it because of him. And it's already, they just released season three. Um, and it just deals with the fur trade up in um, Quebec. And, and you know, he, he plays a badass in there, but he's got these moments where he's just this lighthearted, happy-go-lucky guy. And it's just like, it's this, this common thread I've found through everything that he does. He kind of brings a, a levity to what he does, even though he's this big. Was there a video about him? Was he in a music video or? He's, you know who he's married to, right? Of course I do. Yeah. But was there a video about him? Because I think I didn't really know who he was. And there's one about his father being a father, isn't there? Yeah. Like, like what? There's one about him being a father. Like but, there's one you mentioned his kid, and they have a whole like. And Kendra, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. It was a um, it was Carhartt com- uh, commercial. No. Yeah. It was a commercial. Yeah. It was the one there. He's talking about his kids and yeah. his. She's in His there. work. Yeah. Lisa Bonet. Um. But it goes through. It's the whole thing talking about him as a, as a father, and he's always, he wants to pass down to his kids and this and that and that. It's like I'm going to pass down these genes to my kid. They're Carhartt. It's it, it, all the way to the end of it. I just and it's totally like, never even knew it was, it was a commercial. It's beautiful. Well, yeah, that was the thing that I found funny. Is like it's watch a, this whole thing, and then right at the end, it's like, and that's why. I wear so if my you Carhartt. really want to know, his, <laughs> if you want to know his real like true heart, I think at watching that was uh, kind of enlightening. About him because I just didn't know anything about him, and then he seemed like a cool dude. He did. I think I'd get along with him if I, I met too. him in person. Um, Is she? Like he's him? really. If you look at his pictures of him from when he was on Baywatch and the pictures of what he looks like now, it's two yeah. different people. Him with short hair and like somewhat skinny versus full on tan Hawaiian Polynesian background look to him. Anyways, back to Aquaman. Um, so yeah, so yeah, he he brings fun to it. Um, Amber Heard. I haven't watched a lot of things with her in it, so this is kind of the first thing that stood out for me watching her. She plays a, a good Mira. Um, almost forgettable in this film is uh, Manta Ray, the um, the actor who plays Manta Ray, um, because the whole. Th- whole thing the main drive is his showdown with his brother and you've got manta ray that just kind of comes in and disrupts things a couple times um bottom line i wish this movie was released before justice league um i had the issue with them introducing all the characters basically in justice league you know it was the first time you saw batman it was or not no, Batman vs Superman, um, Flash. You mean and- you saw like bits of everybody in that, and then Justice League. Everybody just comes together, and here we are after the fact, and you're getting a sort of an origin story because right. he goes back and tells about their story, and then it jumps into the present. Oh. Um, there is some CGI work that I thought was pretty crappy when they do the aging on Nicole Kidman and okay. and his father. Um, because the whole time I'm just like, I know his father, but I don't quite know who. The, and then when he finally comes out, like in current day, I'm like, oh yeah, 
I see that guy in like everything that involves a Polynesian guy. Right. That's the guy. But they de-aged him so much that his skin looked like um, clay. Oh. Like a very shiny clay. And that's the problem I have when they try to do the de-aging effect. And Nicole Kidman kind of looked – they had some up-close stuff of her when she was supposed to be younger that kind of uh, didn't look right. And Well, let me ask you this. Did it look as bad as – well, not as bad. I won't say that. I'm putting thoughts in your head. So Robbie Downey had a moment where they did that in um, Winter Soldier. No, not Winter Soldier. Um, I know what you're talking – Civil War. No, no, no. But that was cleaner. Was it? Okay. That felt cleaner to me and felt a little bit more passable. Okay. But that was also like, oh, this is a, a computer rendition. You okay. know, you're, you're, you're pulled into that really quickly right after that. So like, it's not in your mind like, oh, that's supposed to be really him. It's like, oh, well. Okay. Okay. Um, I must say I was also really, really tired yesterday. Mm. <laughs> and right in the middle of the big battle, I started... I started pulling a Valerie. <laughs> Way to go. See, happens. Exhausting. It was really, but I don't know if it was because the, it just wasn't engaging enough. Like, yeah. The battle, you're tired, you're the tired. underwater battle that they have is so insanely large Sorry. that it's overwhelming to the point that it's like, I don't know. I don't know where they're going to, they've already signed off on a sequel for it. Okay. Hmm. Um, we'll see. I, if you're a superhero comics fan, go and see it. If you're a Jason Momoa see, fan, go see it. Anything else, I'd say, wait for it on on video. Good to know. Um, the one caveat that I I wanted half of this film was filmed in IMAX, and locally they're only showing the 3D version, and there's not a single 2D version that they're going to be showing here. Huh. And so it's kind of pissed me off a little bit because I really want to see, you know, anytime yeah. something's actually shot in a certain format, I want to see it in that format. Of course. And it wasn't shot in IMAX 3D, it was shot in IMAX 2D. That's bullshit. So. Sorry. But. You could probably see it in another town. Yeah, 300 miles away. Really? the closest showing. Where is that? It was, I think it was New York City. Are you kidding? Yeah. Toronto's not showing it? No. Shame. Okay. I thought, okay, well, interesting. Mm. Well, I was, uh, um, are you finished? Sure. Okay. I was going along with the same uh, theme of what we watched as kids and movies that didn't scar me. So we'll deal with those later. Um, So when I was a kid, we gathered around as a family to watch it's just a couple films, actually, that came out every year. They came out once a year, and you could sit and watch them. Um, one was Wizard of Oz. It terrified me. Um, sorry. I'm from Kansas, and if I hear another, you're not in Kansas anymore. I think I'm a freak. But um, No, Paul Rudd hates that. I hate it, too. I am so sick of hearing it, even though my grandmother knew Dorothy. Uh, anyway, so I went with The Sound of Music last night. We watched The Sound of Music. Um, and I had shown Zoe The Sound of Music probably two years ago when we really loved it. And I, ha- I bought the uh, sing-along version just because I shush it. 
I had lots of little singers in my house, so we like the sing-along version. Anyway, The Sound of Music uh, came out in 1965. Um, it was based on the film, was based on the adaptation of the 1959 stage musical with the same name, composed by Rodgers and Hammerstein. And it was directed by uh, Robert Wise and starring the lovely Julie Andrews. And uh, Christopher Plummer, pretty beautiful back then. Um, and they loved it. I mean, they were hooked to it, the girls. Uh, I had to go in and out because I was doing stuff. Um, but it is a true story that's based on um, a memoir, the story of the Von, of the trap. Von Trap. The well, it's actually story of the trap. It's a Von Trapps. I know it's Von Trapp. It says, mm. Maybe it's wrong. By by uh, Maria Von Trapp. So it's a, an Austrian woman studying to become a nun in Salzburg, and then she in nineteen thirty eight, and then she goes over to. She's a little in love with the outside and playing and singing, and the nuns sing, send her over to be a governess uh, to the Von Trapp family. And the children, um, I kept trying to say, gosh, look, it's about somebody who's coming over to take care of the kids and trying to get the dad and have the dad and the kids form a bond. And I was like, it's very, and she had just filmed Mary Poppins, which hadn't come out yet. So I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, it's a, it's a beautiful movie. I mean, we were always happy um, my grandparents actually went to Austria and went on, I guess they had like a tour of this whole thing and they went on that, which I don't know. So it's always kind of near and dear to my heart. I think the last time I had seen it was with my father. Um, and it's a lovely movie. You can watch it with anybody. I, I mean, it's, it's has great songs um i showed zoe they had like a little um a reunion uh oprah had a reunion on her show back in the day and man i'm telling you christopher Plummer comes off as a dirty old man i'm not kidding who is it um, he was he drank yeah. a lot during the show he um which kind of cracked me up and he kept saying that and you know um Julie Andrews had just had a child, so she had her little one there, and he said he was just mesmerized by her, and he just had to stay away from her. I was like, oh, okay. Like, he was just, like, keeping her. I mean, these are things that he was saying. And then this is, it got really, really weird, because Liesl, who's now, like, you know, older, and she was just talking about how, and at the time, she was 21, so she could drink. And so she went drinking with him and she talked about what a huge crush she had on him. She talked about it twice in the show, kept talking about what a huge crush on she had on him. And he was saying, you know, why didn't you tell me that? What, what room number were you in? You know, like weird stuff. I was like, okay, you're a dirty old man. But they kind of skipped over that. They just kept moving <laughs> past it <laughs> anyway. Um, but uh, when she's coming back, when she's like running with her, uh, actually, the the real Maria 
Von Trapp is in the background. Um, you can see her in the movie. They have a little part where she's in, like, I mean, she's practically, she's very, very tiny. But she's in there. Um, but it's a lovely movie. Uh, they say it's a movie to watch during the holidays because you can sit around with your entire family and watch it. Um, to get used to, wasn't it one of the ones that aired on Thanksgiving? I don't know because I don't really watch, I don't watch um, network. Yeah. Well, I think it was like ABC or something that used to used to be their family movie or something that they aired on. Somebody did. Could have been. Um, but it's have you ever been to Vermont to the the Von Trapp Lodge? No. Yeah, that's where they ended up settling. The Trapp family oh, singers. Just in Vermont. It's Stowe, Vermont. They are you kidding? Like we've even been yeah. there before. There's a huge. It's the I think oh, it's called the Trapp Family Lodge now. It's like this huge, like ninety six room resort. Mm-hmm. And. Um, when I went to go run uh, an ultra through there a couple of years ago, they actually took you up and down and they called it Sound of Music Hill. <laughs> it was on the property. Um, but hmm. yeah. So yeah, you'll have to uh, look it up. So I say watch it. Go watch it. Watch it again. And introduce your children to it. I have a, oh gosh, now they're seven and nine. But I mean, Zoe loved it when she was five. So Watch it. There's okay. my little thing. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Hey, for you, the listeners of the Cultural Stew podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And I uh, listen to service <laughs> all the time. I'm just saying. I'm probably I I think I'm on Audible every single day. I am because I go to sleep to their books. But um, I just finished up the Life We Bury by Alan Askins, I believe. Um, it's about a college student, Joe, who has a writing assignment for college, um, and he has to just write a brief biography of a person. So he goes to a nursing home thinking he'll find somebody who has a good story. Well, he does because he run, has uh, Carl Iverson, who is a dying Vietnam vet and a convicted murderer. Uh, but he is on parole to the nursing home because he's dying. Uh, he shouldn't, and like he probably has a month or two months to live. And in, uh, researching his life, he kind of, gets involved in the trial that happened 30 years ago and everything that happened 30 years ago and uh, new evidence comes to life. It's very interesting and I'm not going to tell you what happens. It's pretty, it moves along. I was very uh, captivated and I thought it was, uh, it's definitely a must read. So The Life We Bury by Alan Askins. So I definitely, especially during this holiday season, I mean, my gosh, you're doing lots of things and I, you can even, I even told other people, look, I know that you want to do this. So why don't you go to audibletrial.com slash cultural stew and get your free month. Get your get free month. And a book. I'm still um, listening to Mindhunter. 
Um, and I got one credit sitting here waiting for me to pick out my next book. So I need to, uh, to figure out what the next one's going to be. I picked out my two. I picked out one. Mindhunter is not quite the thing that you want to go to sleep listening uh, to. Oh, well, you also have those daily serial, deals. It's pretty detailed about serial killers and stuff like that. It's not stuff you want to. You have daily deals too. I always check out the daily deals because yeah. you can get some really awesome books. They had one yesterday. So I, I snagged that one because I actually wanted to see, I wanted that book for a long time and I snagged it and you can get great books for three ninety five. Um, or one ninety five, three ninety five. The books that are normally are twenty two dollars or thirty bucks. So your daily deals every single day. So they have really good service, and they have they're actually bringing on a lot more um, plays that are. That's good to know. Yeah, a lot more plays on there. Carrie Mulligan's, um, I want to say, girls and boys or boys and girls, is on there. So. So again, where do you go? You go to Audible trial.com slash cultural stew again that's audibletrial.com slash cultural stew for your free audiobook today and welcome back so we have an interesting stew today brought to you by valerie Okay, so I was just sitting and thinking uh, after trying to show um, at least my oldest daughter movies that I want that I watched when I was young, and the first time I got in trouble with, uh, well, I didn't get in trouble. It was just more of like a oh crap, I guess I shouldn't have done that. Was uh, <laughs> they quickly reach for the pause or turn off of the TV? <laughs> well, she also had a friend over, which yeah. I did ask her father. Uh, so we watched Indiana Jones, the first one, which was PG. And Zoe has seen PG 13 with all the Harry Potter. So I was like, this would be fine. Yeah. Uh, Ruby was fine. Zoe, the melting face, just did not work out for her. And the thing is, is I had my hand held over her eyes. Her imagination took over. Mm. So I should have just let not it. let her watch and see how fake it is because it's ridiculously fake. Um, back then it was cool. Back then, I mean, I didn't have a problem with it. And um, I saw a lot of movies in the theater that um, when I saw them, I was uh, probably more like Harper, where I just kind of like let things wash over me. I didn't put a lot of thought. I mean, I was mesmerized by things, but I, if I didn't understand them, I didn't try to understand Like, what's going on? I asked a lot of questions. So, I think I, I kind of mentioned this as we briefly talked about it last time, is that, yeah, we I definitely have a different point of view. And I know if it's the point of view of from being a parent, that my way of looking at things or my understanding of things has changed of like, oh, yeah. That's really messed up. Oh. But when you're a kid, you don't you know, care. It never stuck in my head. It never like Me neither. You know, I, when yeah. you were a kid, it was more of like and this is this happens with guys it's like, "Oh, there's somebody with boobies." You know, those weird like little things when you're 8 or 9 years old, those kind of stick in your head. But like somebody's face melting off? Mm-mm. I didn't even think or of that. Things that are going I um I remember watching um, my first, <laughs> I saw Greystoke, The Legend of Tarzan. It was PG. 
And uh, I think I could have her watch it, but I do feel like that the apes or the gorillas or would probably scare her. Although they didn't scare him. I was, I love that movie. I think we went to go see that movie in the movie theater pop four times because I totally went nuts over this movie. I loved it. And then um, I saw the color purple, um, which was PG 13. And in the beginning, we've got some stuff going on that uh, I didn't even, I didn't know what was happening. So I just kind of, okay, whatever. And then I went on with the movie the, the colors of the purple and everything and then of the flowers and then watching this life I was that came out in 1985 yeah I was 10 years old I was captivated I remember my mother my mother saying that I just she kept looking over at my face and I just was like <clears throat> you know I loved it. Amadeus was the same way. I mean, those types, of, I mean, they had some pretty adult things going on and all these movies and I just didn't even think about it. Um, the thing that I found interesting was that people got really upset <laughs> at the Temple of Doom coming out as PG and they took their kids to it. Uh, Temple of Doom, I'm sorry, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And there are some crazy crap going on in there. And uh, that movie in Gremlins. And they flipped. And that's where they came up with PG-13. So the first PG-13 movie that came out was Red Dawn. Um, which I didn't see. <laughs> so um, not till later. I mean, so I thought that was um, very interesting. And I was researching what the difference between like the PG today and what is different than it was before. So PG back then could have the things that PG-13 movies have now. So you could have, uh, they, they rarely have blood spray at people, but they normally, if it sprays, it's R, by the way. You can have blood in it, but it, it can't spray. <laughs> Very strange. Um, you can say the F word. I don't know. I'm saying the F word, but um, you can say what it. Is that F word? Fuck. You can say fuck um, one time. There is a that you can say. Actually, uh, there is a movie that uses the F word, and it is a PG-13 movie five times because they said it. They used it twice in text messages. Another guy yells it, and then somebody bleeps it. Or something stupid. What movie is this? Um, I don't even know. Okay. I, Not a Robert De Niro no. or Al Pacino movie. Mm -mm. But they have lots of things where they came up with um, rated PG for frightening scenes, language, drug use. Um, R was... So, like, for me, the... The violence and the the gory type things, that hasn't been the stuff that as I've watched with my kids that has made me like, whoa, hit the pause button or turn this off. It has been the stuff that go into like talk about sexual things right. and that you're like, huh, that's not appropriate for them to be listening to. Um, right. You know, like you, you'd look at like something like Police Academy, all of a sudden, you know, what is it? One of the scenes where they're all running around topless. Right. Um, 
What uh, is it? You have the scene in Back to the Future where it's basically a rape scene happening in the car. And right. it's like, yes, yes. We watched that and I fast forwarded through it. Even though I watched it as a kid all the time and didn't bother, I was 10. But like a movie like Jurassic Park where they're getting eaten by a dinosaur? Well, mm. yeah, they're, they're going to get eaten by a dinosaur. It's about dinosaurs. But there's not anybody, you know, there wasn't any of these like sexual tension or, you know, somebody jumping on top of somebody. And it's like, so those have been the things that have made me stop in my track and like, both me and my wife sitting there, we're both like, freak, freak. <laughs> like, how fast can we hit the, the pause is, button? Well, there's even scenes, I mean, I put Police Academy up there because Grace had never seen it before. Grace comes from a very uh, kind of, you know, sheltered family where I can backtrack that a little bit and where when I first met her and I met her family, everything was great. And I wanted to show her Christmas vacation. Right. <laughs> and I grew up I watching that. that. I grew up watching that every year for Christmas with my parents and it was not a big deal at all. Yeah. Her parents were so conservative and just so, like, just constricted. So I'm enjoying the film. We're laughing and everything like that, right? And then Clark has this whole tirade toward the end of the film. Know, and I'm watching it. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> her father's pale. Grizz is pale. Her mom's sister. Her sister is like, okay. Cause she, but she pretended to be uncomfortable. But you can tell it didn't bother her. But Grace was uncomfortable. Her dad was kind of shifting around. Her mom was like, eh. And I'm like, that one little moment, you know, I'm like, oh. I laugh really, yeah. really hard. Yeah. That was probably one of the, the films a couple of years ago when I was, when this first, like, popped up to me. Like, oh, they they realize, they they can kind of connect the dots now, like the girls. like mm. And it was like, you know, you have the scene where the girl's coming out of the, the swimming pool in his imagination. And it's like, this isn't really appropriate for well kids. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Well, even going back to that same thing, there's a scene in... And then the scene in the makeup counter. Yeah. It was just, it's like completely inappropriate for... Slightly. European Vacation has a scene where Clark is videotaping Beverly D'Angelo in the shower. (laughs) And that's not in any other cut I've seen, but when I had the DVD at home, I'm watching it with Grace. I'm like, wow, I didn't remember seeing this scene. She said, maybe you did see it, but it didn't phase you. But I'm watching this with Grace for the first time. European Vacation, you know, and... He's before they go on their trip. He's basically filming his wife in the shower naked, and then they have a sex scene. And then I'm like, "What? Why didn't I see Beverly? Why didn't that hit me when I was young?" Police Academy. He's watching girls showering, you know. And he, then yeah, it's like it didn't phase me. But then watching with my wife, and then Grace and I wanted to show Marnie Christmas Vacation and Sebastian too, but we can't until she's not going to echo everything she hears in the film. And it's here's the thing: is that if you guys are talking about something about uh, you watched. You saw something where people were taking uh, Disney characters or no uh, cartoon characters and making them into real people and how terrifying they would be. I mean, the cool world. Yeah. Okay. So Disney has a young girl who's cast away um, and starts living with seven little men she doesn't know who basically make her do a whole bunch of housework quote-unquote housewife things and um she never learns to not open the door she never learns about strangers and then we have her marrying a guy that kisses her dead corpse this is awesome and then um yeah cinderella she doesn't help herself she doesn't speak up she waits for this fairy you know her fairy godmother to help her out and the prince she dan- he dances with her all night does not ask her name doesn't remember what she looks like when she leaves 
This is this, why I won't let Marnie watch those older is, Disney films. This, is, this is not what, you, what we want to teach our kids. I'm, I'm, I mean, so annoying to me. But the thing is, uh, um, Sleeping Beauty is beautiful. I mean, the art is beautiful. I like the movie because the art is beautiful. Um, but again, she falls in love with a stranger. She doesn't know the entire time her parents are alive. She doesn't have any time of mental breakdown when she finds this out. And she's in arranged marriage. Okay. Um, now, when I did see Ari- now when I did see The Little Mermaid, it did piss me off. Because she falls in love with a guy that she's never doesn't know anything about. She gives up the thing, best thing about her. Um, so she gives something up to get with a guy that has so she loses her voice and he has to fall in love with her by her looks i mean it's just so sick and then he she leaves her entire family for this guy that she barely knows that really pissed me off um beauty and the beast i guess kinder corrected me and said that disney took off with it and um in the original version he has dinner with her and then says you can leave at any time but she ends up going in with this guy that, or this beast that took her father. She switches places with him. Any other girl would try to escape as much as possible. Stockholm but syndrome. It is. Right. It's Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> exactly. It, then, she, then she returns. It's like crazy. Aladdin has horrible. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what to the, say. Um, Aladdin. And Ralph breaks the internet. And I think it's in oh. the, uh, it's in the one of the trailers is when, uh, she breaks in and lands in the middle of all the princesses, Disney princesses. And they're like, are you a princess? He's like, and they go through all this like list of, have you done this? Have you done this? And this, and it's just funny. Cause it just, it's, it's like sickening. It's and Disney all- looking back on itself and saying, yeah, we've had a little bit of, you know, they even said the white pr- savior syndrome, the princess and the frog had a problem with having a black princess because they, had her turn into a frog and so she was green through most of the movie and and Kendra's like well that's kind of a stretch I said are there not black frogs there are black frogs are there not there are I'm sure there's every color in the wind so why in the hell can't they have a black frog I don't know because most kids know them as green and I was very I just thought oh that's very interesting um so Disney got away with it forever and we watched it because, and I mean, anything. Um, so they were talking about the things that scar children, and we watched them all. Anything where the mother dies, uh, which is basically every Disney movie in the world, um, or a parent dies. Well, the funny thing. Well, no, it's not funny. Dies. It's not funny. I shouldn't say it's funny. It's becu- uh, it's interesting. Um, Walt in the documentary, and I, I read about it too, but it was hit more home watching it. But they said that his mother died in a gas poisoning incident. So that could be why he always had the maternal figures die because before he really took off into animating and that kind of thing, he, his mother, he brought his mother and father from where they were down to California with the rest of the family. And his mother died of a you know gas leak basically that they wanted to fix and they requested repeatedly to be fixed and it wasn't. And then. His father escaped alive, but his mother was the victim of that accident. So it could be just a mental recurring motif he just has in his Still. He had. Yeah. So. And Bambi. Bambi. Oh my gosh. 
Anyway, yeah. I um, Stand By Me, by the way, was R. I was 11. Mm. I didn't realize it was R. I, like, I looked up and went, oh, it's R? I mean, yeah. So I watched that at 11 years old. Breakfast Club, R, 1985. I was 10. Um, I was, Teen Wolf. Um, I don't know what that was. I, I, didn't see, I didn't see Fright Night in the theater. I did watch all the police academies. Because I liked the guy. I love. What'd she say? Zip your lips, slap your butt to seat, and listen hard. Or something like that. Steve Guttenberg. Um, yeah. And, uh, but I mean, I was watching shows that I thought were hilarious, but I didn't get it. I mean, Three's Company, totally, mm. totally wrong. Uh, Fantasy Island had some weird shit going on in there. Um, and Dukes of Hazard. We just were talking about this. Dukes of Hazard. Let's let's think about it. the Dukes of Hazard. I love the car. I I but man, was it problematic? My gosh, it's so, so I, ridiculous. I loved, I loved that show as a kid. Loved I, it, loved it. Bo Duke. They Hello. came out with the box DVD set. Two thousand four. Bought the whole box DVD set and just started watching it. I'm just like, oh. it's bad. It's bad. But it was my favorite TV show. Yeah. I mean, and my parents let me watch how it. to exploit this, how to exploit that. <laughs> my mom didn't really want me to watch. I remember her, I remember her kind of having an issue with me watching Three's Company and I didn't have any clue why. Like, what's the problem? I understand what the problem is. And I watched that with no, I mean, I watched it all the time, but I, I remember her thinking, like she kept saying little things and well, this isn't, and I, not, I guess I understand now. But I mean, I mean, I do understand now. But I'm just saying, huh? And do you let your children watch shows that were good and wholesome and great back then, where we find out that uh, the lead character was not great and wholesome the entire time? Hmm. Because um, Zoe loves. The Cosby Show. She watched all. I mean, yeah. she watched. You mean the them. actor, or you mean the actual character? I mean, you're trying to understand. <sighs> the actor. Oh, okay. I I didn't tell her. That's kind of hard. Here's yeah. the, I did not tell her. She can find out later. Yeah, she I, loved I think the show. That, that broaches the line of let let it happen. It was a great show. She loved the show. Because yeah. as an art piece, is there anything wrong with it as an art piece? No. No. All right. the The rest of the stuff will come out. There's yeah. a, there's a yeah there's a Disney show that's the popular one that's on right now. I can't remember the name of it, but the the guy who plays the grandfather was just arrested for soliciting sex with a minor. You know, it's like, but that's going to be a little bit more prominent because it's it's happening while it's going on. They said, they said the Disney so, movies that were good were um, Brave. It was good, except that she probably shouldn't be, I mean, she didn't befriend bears. That's not what happened. But whatever. Um, the, you have but, a thing against bears? No, I don't. No, I don't. I had a weird thing growing up where I watched a lot of Golden Girls, and I had people in my family, not my immediate family. I loved the Golden Girls. I, so I did too. No, I had people. Is your name Ryan Reynolds? So I had people in my immediate family who were fine with it. My mom was okay with it. My dad was okay with it. But my uncles and aunts were like, "Why are you letting them watch that? It's for old women to watch. It's not oh for my gosh, young, Dustin. young boys to watch." So, watch but. 
you know, looking back at it now, I learned so much from watching that show. Like, I learned about issues. Like, I learned about what homosexuality was, what AIDS was, what interracial. They talked about everything under the sun on that show. And it kind of opened my eyes to how the world works. Even during that time, even during the 80s when it was on, it still hit those important topics. So watching it in the 90s on TV land and things like that, I was learning. Same thing with Buffy. Why are you letting watch that, you know, shows, just horror and blah, blah, blah. But there are issues that, allegories. So in a way, I'm okay with my daughter watching certain shows. Like we watch Golden Girls. She doesn't get it, but she sees old ladies like her grandmothers, you know, haggling back and forth and whatnot and the wit. And so it's just stuff like, you know, Teen Wolf or Fright Night. It's like, I'm not against her seeing nudity because that's her body. And I want her to understand that this is what it is and you can't hide it. Well, you know, not hide it, but, you know, you shouldn't be ashamed of your body. So, That's fine, but I don't want it to be. But I don't want her scarring herself either. Like the, I mean, it's true. Yeah. In Back to the Future, awful. Yeah, and there's scenes in Fright Night where I didn't get it at a time, but like the whole the girl, the female character, not Booth, who I love. I I wanted to marry Booth as a kid, but um, the girl who was just so opportunistic. Even as a young kid, I said that girl is annoying. Like, and I would see that as I got older. There are women who are like that, and I said. The grace said, I don't want our daughter being like this, so I want her to watch this with me when she's old enough to understand that this, what she's doing, is not okay. And there are some men who do it too, so I guess I want to present things in a, a lesson form, like my dad with me, that this is a movie, we can be entertained by it, which is probably why I don't get entertained by movies anymore, and this is what we're going to learn from this movie. These are social tools, but I'm on the fence now where I don't know if I want to rob my daughter of the enjoyment of watching movies, because if I can't, doesn't mean that she can't. Same with my son. I don't want them to be robbed of that joy of watching the whole experience. I agree. I mean, there are lots of things that I don't want them to see. Or Zoe's very, I I haven't had her watch Dark Crystal, which I watched. She's so visual that she just, they imprint on her brain. And she just, those are things that I I did not have a problem with. I could watch Dark, Dark Crystal. I could watch all these dark shows. I could, I mean... But she, uh, she loves. Uh, I mean, is it inappropriate at times? Probably, but um, I mean, yeah. But she likes Will and Grace. She thinks Will and Grace is funny, <laughs> and um, she started watching. Jason's going to kill me now. I love Dark Seekers. He doesn't listen. I mean, didn't have time. Yeah, actually, you do have time on those, <laughs> on those airplanes. I'm sorry. You have 18 hours. I think you'd watch and listen to it. We could probably put you to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, um, this is us. She's watched a couple episodes of that. Um, but there are sh- But growing up, I, I did read an article about, yes, there are movies that we watch as kids that technically you're not supposed to be having your children watch. Mm. But we learned a lot about different ways of life like um having them watch black and white movies and how um and westerns having them see different types of I i think what's happened for me is and it might be a subconscious thing is like sometimes i'm just not ready for that discussion right like the question that'll be posed by you know the question that would have been posed like when i first saw like when they're seven to to nine to 10 range of just like, I really don't want to deal with that issue in that question just yet. And now that they're, you know, one's 14 and one's 12, it's like they understand things a little bit more now. And so it's a lot easier to like, Oh, okay. We can just go on and just watch it. 
So it was just more of like, you know, five, six years ago, I just wasn't at a point where like, I'm not going to sit here and try to describe to a kid what, why is he jumping on that girl in the back of the car and why is the car shaking? And like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not a discussion I want to have with a seven-year-old. Um, but you know, now you know, when kids in high school, so like they've been through, they've been through, they know they stuff. Know. It's like, okay, we can just watch stuff and not have to have a huge conversation about it because they kind of understand the nuances of like, okay. Well, I learned a big lesson <clears throat> because Fantastic Beasts came out, the new one. Okay. Right. And you watched five minutes of it? Five minutes. Oh, I came back. What's okay. the, what was the movie called? Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grimwald. There we go. Um, so the trailers came out. And every single time the trailer came out, Zoe flipped out. Oh, my gosh. I have to see it. I have to see it. I have to see it. it. And they kept showing beautiful views, blah, 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 blah. We were there for five minutes. She looked at me in tears and said, I I can't. I got to go. I got to go. I was in Tinseltown. Hmm. Like, okay. So I took her home. And I said, we can't. We can't be just, we can't watch these things. We can't do PG 13. And I apologize. And, you know, she's yelling at me. I'm thinking, okay, dude, you've seen PG 13. I had no idea. The only thing that had happened was he was, Johnny Depp's character was sitting in a room. That was it. That was the only thing. We didn't even see his face. She just, what happened was when you go take somebody to a PG 13 movie, you get PG thirteen review like trailers. pre tra- tra- trailers and they oh, scared the yeah. crap out of her. And so she was already terrified and thinking, Oh my gosh, what am I in for? So I took her home and came back. And you know what? Um seeing that movie on a huge screen, uh, yeah, there's no way. So you took her home and came back. You were almost an hour into the movie when you came back into it. That's right. Because Kendra was there. Mm. And I just sat there and she leaned over and I said, Don't even don't don't worry about it. I don't need to don't, I don't need to be caught up. Give me a break. I'm just going to sit here and watch the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. We'll go home. <clears throat> so I learned a lesson there. Um, larger than life, Harry Potter is a lot different than on the TV screen, Harry Potter stuff. Harry Potter-esque, meaning fantasy. fantasy type of things where there are. Because if she would have seen some of the Harry Potters on big screen, I think they would have terrified her. But on the small screen... De- a dementor may have may have scared her, but on the small screen it didn't. So um, you just never know. I mean, it was my fault for taking a nine-year-old to a PG-13 movie when even though they can handle some, it doesn't mean they can handle others. You just have to know about – you have to know your kid. That's part of being a parent is we, we figure out what those boundaries are and what they're ready for and what they're not. That's how happens we make big, big mistakes. I got in like Indiana Jones. You got to make sure that they're ready. Which it was fine. I don't think she got Indy. I thought it was awesome. But I think that we were just, I don't know why it was okay for us. I don't think we were protected as much. We weren't, we just watched whatever. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. Nothing was explained. We didn't have to have big talks about things. Nothing was skipped over because as soon as you skip it over, they think we didn't have Google. Wait a minute. Right. And the internet. That could have led to some really interesting, 
rabbit holes if we had Google when I was that young. The internet at all would have been awful. Yeah. It would have been awful. So, I mean, I feel like um, I didn't see anything when I was a kid. The only thing that I can think that scarred me, you can laugh, but I do t- track it back to this. This is so ridiculous. I'm over it now. But the Muppet movie, I'm not kidding. The Muppet, I think it was 1980 or 79. Anyway, where, oh shoot, what's that guy's name? He gets huge. They blow him up really big and then he crashes through um, a sign. Um, is his name, he's really hairy. Yeah, I'm blanking right now. I'm just more, that was, okay, keep going. Anyway, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Like he's walking and he crashes through the sign. Terrified me and until. Uh, that, that was Animal, right? Yeah, Animal. Yeah. Animal gets enormous and to this day, that sound of no. like knowing that something enormous is coming. So fast forward to Jurassic Park. No, no, no. Oh, wait, no Ghostbusters. Did no, no, nothing with Jurassic Park with the T-Rex coming? No, Ghostbusters didn't really do anything. Okay, this is a silly story, but I, um, Jason and I were sort of, yeah, that sounds weird. We were dating, and um, we were going to go see King Kong, Mm. and I knew that I had this fear. So I went to see it by myself (laughs) first, did not tell him just to see if I could get through it, and I was like, okay, I can do it. And then I just faked it and pretend that I'd never seen it, and that was fine. Wow, that's um, because I was terrified of this huge. I just get terrified of really, really big things, like the end of, uh, the end of the. It's has Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Justice League was it Batman versus Superman? Yeah. yeah. What, what is that thing that comes yeah, at the end? Uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. Holy crap. That, I mean, that terrified that, me. But <clears throat> Stay Puft Marshmallow Man didn't bother you? Huh. Good. <laughs> but you know what? You, I can't, done, you know why done, I can't done. have her watch it? Is because Sigourney Weaver turns into some like sexy, insane slave at the end. She's upstairs. the embodiment of a god. This. I know, but no way. She can't watch that. Who? Zoe. Oh, good to know. All right. Well, on that note, I think that wraps up our discussion. Okay. <laughs> boom, no. boom, boom, boom. Shush. All right. Uh, we have not decided on our next show topic or media, but okay. let's reach into our grab bag. And what do we have in there? In the kids' corner. Oh, in the kids' corner. Oh, in the kids' corner, I actually watched, partly watched, I will admit that um, the girls saw the Christmas Chronicles. I'm trying to find it on here. Christmas Chronicles that was just released on Netflix starring Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. As yeah. Santa Claus driving a Challenger. Yes. It was really funny. A what? That's Challenger. Wow. Yeah. That's um, all I remember from the trailer was him screaming down driving and was, a Challenger. And I was down there. I, I was watching it with, with Zoe and Zoe said, Mom, said, watch this for a minute. Watch, watch, watch. I said, okay, what is it? She said, Santa is kind of, um, he's really good looking. I said, well, it's <laughs> Kurt Russell. Of course he's good looking. She said, wait, wait, wait till he t- takes his hat off. She took his hat. She's like, look at that. I said, yeah, it's Kurt Russell. She's like, I just have never 
pictured Sam being so good looking before. I thought that was really funny. It's a cute movie. I The girls liked it a lot. I thought it was really cute. And it's on Netflix. It, it came out in November, but it's still on there. And I recommend that one. Um, his son was in Overlord. I don't know what that is. That was the that was the movie I watched a couple a couple weeks ago. Oh. But his yeah, his son is starting to make uh some waves as an actor. Cool. But yeah, that uh Netflix. Go watch that. All right. And if you want our book of a week, go back and listen to our Audible read. Mm-hmm. Because we just did that. Uh, game app of the week. Uh, just finished Red Dead last week. You did it. Um, that was a really long amount of time. <laughs> um, so I still have like a ton of little things to go back and finish. But it's in terms of the main story and all the way through, it's all done. It was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> and they just had one of the major game awards this week. And the actual one that won was God of War. Um, which was surprising, but God of War was a really good game too. Um, just started playing Battlefield Five. Um, it is definitely geared more towards online play with a very, very limited story. Okay. Um, so it has its moments, but it's not it's not as involved as something like Red Dead Redemption. Um, the next one I'm looking forward to is I can't remember when it comes out, but Last of Us Two when that one comes out. All right. Uh, what's on your radar? What's in your queue, Tony? Okay, so um, a couple weeks uh, passed since this episode. Um, I watched uh, Maz Jaboni. He's an Iranian-American comic. He's on Netflix. Uh, my wife was watching it, some of it at work when she should have been working, and she was laughing out loud, crying, and her boss asked her why she was crying. So she said, I'm watching stand-up comedy on Netflix that are working. So um, she told me... <laughs> 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 so uh, she uh, tipped that to me to watch, and... Maz Sharoni, I watched both of his comedy specials, but I'm going to recommend his immigrant special. It's more current and I think more um, laugh aloud funny, more gut chucking, not vomit, but like laughter all around. He takes some jabs at Trump, some jab about, you know, xenophobia in a nice clean way. And he's reminds me of a Iranian Billy Crystal, if that means anything. Um, really good guy, really funny. Um, he'll be in Toronto, I think, in a couple months. So I'm going to see if I can swing up there and see him for that. Um, what else here? Uh, tonight is WWE's TLC, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. Starts at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on the WWE Network. I'll be watching that. Uh, next Sunday is the 20th, I believe. And that's when Timeless, the movie, will be premiering, the two-hour special. So I'll be watching that. That's on my radar uh, to watch that. I'll be watching more Sabres games uh, until the new year and after that. That's on my radar and... Uh, yeah, also a little side note. Guys, if you have music out there, you have a band or you've recorded something and you want us to review it, please send us a message, a PM or a email. Ron will give you our information and we will like to review your music. So that means you, Jackson Cavalier, if you have a new album, which you do, and you keep telling me I should listen to it, please send it to us and we will <laughs> listen to it and give you feedback. Um, we're not the best music critics, critics out there, but we still have taste. Eh. Wait up, pump it up. So uh, the best. <laughs> well, we're not like Jeff Spavak, who, you know, is writing now stuff that's not music related. So we have some game left. But uh yeah, we want to hear your music. We want to support local artists, musicians and stuff. So we want to hear it, we want to talk about it, and we want to play it for you. So think about it. Um 
I had a, you know, another one of those couple of weeks of just catching up on a bunch of stuff. Um, so Creed 2 came out, saw it, liked it a lot, recommend it. Grinch, meh, pass. Okay, good to know. Um, nothing special about that. Um, Outlaw King, I was expecting a lot more. That's the one with Chris Pine on Netflix. Okay. Um, I was hoping for something better. was not very good. Um, so don't waste your time on that. Buster Scruggs, however, is a very good Coen's movie, okay. and I would recommend seeing that. Um, I'm going to skip over that one for a second. Um, caught up on a couple of movies that are now out on video that I had on my radar for a while. Peppermint, Pass, Den of Thieves, Pass, really? uh, The New Maze Runner, Pass, and The Meg. Surprisingly, it's fun enough to actually go ahead, rent it, watch it. It's really weird. Can I ask a question? My dad likes action comedy weird films. Would he like this? Is it like totally like laugh out loud funny moments? Which one? The Meg? The Meg. No, it's not laugh out loud moments. It's just like it's, awkward. It's just, yeah, awkward. Okay. It's it's stuff that's not supposed to be comedy, but it comes off as comedy. Okay. Um, It's a Jason Statham film. If you like Jason Statham, he does. just okay. watch it. But um, it's really weird because it's like, this is a mass market movie that was not made in America, and it's very obvious that it wasn't geared towards our American market. It is definitely geared towards the Japanese market of we like our big monsters. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, that casting reflects that, but the way it's made reflects that. And they just happen to have Jason Statham and okay. Rain Wilson as two of the people that they got to be in it. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, there's. There's those. Um, my big recommend is if you were a fan of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season one, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season two just came out and it is great. I love it. Um, I really love the first season. I like the way it's written. Um, I specifically love uh, how the dialogue is written. It's very snappy and uh, very quick. And in addition to this year, uh, so one of the big things that they did is, um, is that Amy Sherman Palladino? I think is the the writer behind this. Uh, she said, when you have such a perfect season as you did last year, what do you do? And she said, the, you should just blow up the season. You just blow up everything. And so like everything that worked in the first season, they just completely dismantled for the second season. And then as a bonus, they also have Zach Levi in it. Oh, so, she's in. Yeah, well, Chuck. Yeah, that too. Chuck first. <laughs> yes. Um, and he is just, he's ripped because he, it was obvious this was filmed why he was doing Shazam. So he's just, he's supposed to be, he's playing a Jewish doctor, but he's just the six foot four and his muscles are just huge. And you're just like, it's just funny because the Zach Levi that I've seen before this was never this big guy. And now he is. And. Um, but yeah, if you, if you enjoyed season one, then I think you'll love season two. Um, if season one wasn't for you, then go ahead and pass on it. Um, but I think the writing is great. Um, uh, for those of you not familiar with, um, the first season at all, um, if you're a past fan of anything that's Amy Sherman Palladino's, uh, what was the, the big one? Gilmore Girls. Yes. Um, she's the creator behind that. Um, listening to not much of this moment in time, but I have a couple things going on at work, so I'm going to be listening to a lot over the next couple weeks. Um, on my radar, we've got Mary Poppins, uh, Vice, uh, Marwin, and Bumblebee all come out. 
within the next week. And then in my queue, uh, we have like seven episodes of Doctor Who to catch up on from this season. Um, and then they're finishing off this season with a New Year's special instead of a Christmas special. Mm. And then we won't get any more Doctor Who until 2020, mm. which is an extremely long time. Then we have a couple Christmas flicks to watch and vacation. <laughs> vacation. Me, vacation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's see what I mean. I went to go see Hamilton, by the way. At uh, Shea Cedar. I've never been there before. Over in Good Buffalo. Place. Yeah. Because uh, my daughter, Zoe, loves Hamilton. And um, they, did, they did a fantastic job. I we cried many times. And... Uh, yeah, I saw sort of Fantastic Beasts, not really. And then um, I, I, I haven't been in the movie movie theater since. So, and I haven't watched much TV. Um, so, yeah, gosh, I'm really boring. And the listening is mostly um, books. And, uh, but in my... I did it wrong, didn't I? I always do that wrong. Radar. 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 No, Radar is Mary Poppins Returns. I already have my tickets. Um, now I'm second-guessing Aquaman, uh, but I kind of want to see Robin Hood. I'll probably see that with Grace. I really want to see that. I still want to see it, but, man, it got trashed. Did it really? Yeah. Hard. Oh, shoot. Well... And I just figured it was one of those, like, and I don't usually like to read a bunch of reviews, but it was like, there's so much stuff coming out that I need to choose, like, what I'm going to fill my schedule with. And I'm waiting. There still hasn't been a movie that's that I have to go see yet. I don't know. Um, and then in our queue, I mean, my goodness, we are still watching Little House on the Prairie because I have little girls and that's what we do. And, uh, we watch White Christmas when we make our Christmas cookies. It's a that's what we do every year. Uh I'll watch Christmas Vacation probably alone. And um Alone. Well, or with Kendra if she's around. Mm-hmm. Um Sabrina question mark. Um, if I can get there. If I can watch that. I have to catch Kendra up and watch that. Do you that. like Christmas story at all? No, I hate Christmas a story. Christmas, I'm sorry. There's a Christmas special now too that just came out. On Friday for Sabrina. Oh, okay. Um, I hate the Christmas story. The a Christmas story. The Christmas, a Christmas story. Okay. Dustin's favorite movie of all time. He got. He went to Cleveland specifically to go to see the house. <laughs> loves it. Loves there. it. Loves it. Loves it. I hate that movie. And everyone, I it's one of those things that people can't stand about me. And uh, well, to follow up with that, you talked about how much you love Sound of Music. I hate Sound of Music. That's and okay. it's because of the same reason why I don't like Christmas Story is because it was on every year. And then TBS started playing Christmas Story. In a loop. It Not wasn't, only on TBS, then on TNT. <laughs> right. It wasn't that it was on all the time. Yeah. I just hated the movie. Mm. I think the sound of music is more of like a heart, like a... You're telling me I don't have a heart? 
I think she used it. No, I'm saying I ha- no no no. She felt that touch that the- it was like the it was linked to my grandparents. It's linked to you know that whole thing, a Christmas story. You shoot her out. Oh, bullshit. I hate that crap. <laughs> um, and then Christmas vacation. I just <laughs> what was that dog hacking up a boat? I just there are just so many fantastic. It's the best vacation movie I think they made. I'm sorry. It is. Exactly. It is just so funny. Uh, it will also watch the Family Stone. I forgot to put that on there. Um, and is it called the British the Great British Bake Off? Yeah, we've been watching that. And then there's another one called. And I was, nailed it. Oh, I heard. Okay, about we that. started watching Nailed It because everybody started talking about the fact that they were watching Nailed It, and when I say everybody, I'm talking about all the moms okay. that I deal with. Um, and so I it's just I watch weird stuff now. It's a good thing. Weird Maybe. kids stuff, and I uh, I need to get back on track of. Have like, you watched Moonlight yet? No. Mm, okay. No, but I did hear um, actually when we were talking about colors, um, and I was talking um, to actually Brigitte that was on the show, that mm-hmm. was on the show uh, about um, postpartum. Thank you. She brought up Moonlight for coloring for the colors, and I, I haven't watched it. Sorry. Okay. That's no, it. Apologize to me. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our show. Uh, Valerie, where can we find you? <laughs> I, know. I always make that joke but it's so true um, I'm at VB Vidmar at, at Twitter and Instagram I'm PennyLane64 Tony I'm on Twitter at, at S-M-T-O-R-C-H-I-O I'm on Instagram at A-N-T-C-A-R T-E-R 85 and Facebook is Anthony.Carter.167 um, that's where I am and you can find me pretty much everywhere as at GF Media. You can no longer find me on my personal Facebook because that no longer exists. Tears. 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 No, there's no tears in, in a personal Facebook. I was thinking that I was going to do a Valerie Vidmar, I don't know, like a parent one that just dealt with school stuff mm. and let everything else go. Because, ugh. I don't really get on there. Yeah, just unfriend all your friends. Knows what I did last year. Just unfriended everybody except for family. But then everybody started friending me back. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Uh, So, yeah, I'm just using Facebook as purely as business. And then uh, everywhere else you can find me as GF Media. So I can focus more on my projects and, yeah, more on life. I agree. And, uh, so you can find us at culturalstew.net and at culturalstewnet on Twitter and culturalstew on Facebook. Until next time, we'll catch you after the new year. Ciao. Happy New Year. Oh. Happy winter solstice. Um, my dad's birthday is the 17th of December, so happy birthday, Dad. And I'm getting you movies for your birthday. Tomorrow? Ciao. It is tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You're making it sound like it's so far in the future of like... 17th is tomorrow. But, so happy birthday a couple of days ago. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, yeah. come out like Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, still. Still, you're getting movies we hope you for Christmas and your birthday. birthday. We're talking about you in the past, yes. in, in the, the future, future, about the past. Right. I hope you had a wonderful birthday. <laughs> All right. Later. Ciao.
just need some time. The intro and break music is Please Listen Carefully by Jazeer, available through the Creative Commons license from Free Music Archive. The outgoing music is provided by Epidemic Sound. Please see our show notes for details on what the outgoing song is and who it is by. And also, as always, if you have a piece of music that you'd like us to play or consider playing, please contact us today. You do not know what I have in mind. you've heard want to continue to hear more please consider patreon what is patreon you ask patreon is a content creator support site a way for people to support the things they love and allow creators to continue creating the content that they love please consider heading over to patreon.com slash gf media and becoming a patreon supporter today